Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. This is Natalina, your host for the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be speaking with Eric Neem on YouTube strategy and optimization. This is definitely an episode you do not want to miss. If I remember correctly, this is actually the only episode that we've done so far on YouTube. And as we know, it's a major beast right now on social media. So again, you definitely do not want to miss this episode. Eric's going to talk about major strategy, how to be consistent, how to keep your viewers active, making sure that you're doing YouTube for the right reason, doing research about your audience, and much, much more. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Well, what do I do? What do I don't do? I think that's the prop of uh, most of us entrepreneurs. We have a lot of like passions and things that we do. Uh, presently, I'm running three different businesses. I'm helping manage... Uh, my wife's YouTube channel and brand uh, called Anershine, and we reach over two million young men and women um, per, you know, as uh, subscribers and through all of the different social media platforms. I also run a company called Dynamic Tax and Consulting, where I help folks out with their accounting, their bookkeeping, uh, their tax status, and corporate structure, and also help do some business consulting for a lot of the folks when it comes to growth hacking and running their business. And finally, I just recently started up a business with a, another colleague of mine called Social Ninjas, where we help local companies grow and build their social exposure and also help them build their Facebook campaigns and uh, their uh, advertising and marketing in the new social space. Wonderful. Okay, there's a lot we could talk about here today. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So a lot of stuff. So first I wanna I just want to touch on the point that you made earlier that, you know, as an entrepreneur, we kind of do a number of things. Um can you talk to us just a yeah. little bit more about that? I think that sometimes um when people are maybe first starting in the entrepreneurial world, they think that they can only take one track. Um, and I think realistically, a lot of times entrepreneurs become successful because they have their hand in kind of multiple pots. So they're bringing in income right. and networking in different areas. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that and your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, my, my parents always said, hey, when you get older, you need to focus on one thing. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Asian American, so as most Asian Americans or most immigrants can relate, your parents are always going to tell you, hey, you got to be a doctor, a dentist, or an attorney, or a pharmacist. One of those four, if you're not, you're not part of the family. But I've always had so many different interests, so many different things that I've been interested in. And I think just the nature of being an entrepreneur, um, we kind of have a little bit of ADD, at least the majority of <laughs> successful entrepreneurs I've talked to. Where you have, you know, attention deficit disorder in a way of like, there's a lot of things that really uh, interest you and that you're passionate at. 
Now, when you first get started, I highly recommend just focusing on one thing and get that built and get that running successfully and then jump on to the next thing. Um, because if you were to diverge your time and your focus and try to start up two or three different things, I don't think any of them will ever really get to where you want to be at. But that being said, what we've done over these years, wife and I, we've, we've started creative businesses and we kind of look at things in like five year windows. You know, once you build up over five years, time to jump and start something else or sell the old business and start something else or keep the old one and continue something new. So that's kind of what we've been doing and it's I don't think there's anything wrong in being what they call like a multi-passionate entrepreneur you know having a lot of different passions a lot of things that you want to do and even Robert Kiyosaki talks about it. he talks about you know having multiple streams of income having multiple ways of earning money and the reality of the matter is many of us tend to be experts in a lot of different things and by sharing that knowledge and experience, we give value to our clients and they give value to us in form of compensation. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like having multiple businesses. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, you know, wanting to have multiple businesses. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I definitely would love to have you back on the show already to kind of talk about social media. But I think today I want to focus on the YouTube aspect because it is such a beast. Okay. It's such a beast today. And as we know, video is one of the highest forms of social media that's making an impact right now. Um, and I know that there's a lot of companies that are still trying to figure out, you know, how do I optimize YouTube? You know, what do I do with video? How do I reach my customers via video? Um, and so I'd love to pick your brain and get some tips and have our audience uh, kind of get that knowledge and those nuggets from you today. So, I mean, where Absolutely. should we even start with YouTube? Um, tell us how you kind of got into YouTube to, be, to begin with you and your wife. Can you tell us your wife's name one more time if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely. My wife's uh, my wife's name is Ann Lay, and her channel's Ann or Shine A N N E O R S H I N E. And it's the the history of it's kind of funny. Um, but like seven eight years ago, we ran four different tax offices in Massachusetts. We had a tax franchise. We're doing taxes, and my wife was just a super creative person, but she was running the offices. But on the side. You know, when the office was slow or in the off season, she started making videos for fun because she had so many things she wanted to talk about, she wanted to share, and she just started making videos for fun. And over the next two years from that point, it just started growing like crazy. It, you know, YouTube and the whole video marketing and uh, video content at the time was still nascent, still growing, and people really started embracing her content and they really started loving it. And so about Four years ago, it got to the point where she was bringing in more revenue than our tax businesses were bringing in, and it was getting overwhelming for her to run it and for me to just help her part-time. She's like, honey, I need your help like desperately on this thing. So we ended up selling all of our uh, brick-and-mortar tax offices back in Massachusetts, moved out to California, and that's the predominant uh, business that we run right now is the YouTube business, and it's been an incredible journey. It started as a, you know, just a hobby, as a passion, and it just spiraled out of control. And this, that's like, uh, you know, a, a wonderful thing now. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how do, how did you maximize it, or how did it get to that point? Was it, was it just a fluke, or was there, you know, a specific strategy that you guys were implementing to get it to where it is? Um, and I'm, I'm going to assume like the compensation and all that came from the viewers and, you know, sponsorships and stuff. Explain a little bit more on that side. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a little complex when you kind of at the time, you know, we kind of learned by trial and error. But when when I look back now over the last seven years of doing it, there's a lot more strategy involved than than you kind of think at first. So the the biggest thing to really get a channel started is just like it's just like podcasting. The majority of people who start a podcast they record, you know, three to four episodes and then they, they kind of give up. YouTube is all about consistency and content. It doesn't necessarily have to be the high quality 4K TV quality kind of format. That's not really what matters. It's your consistency of content, your quality of what you put up, uh, meaning, you know, is it engaging? Is it stuff that people want to watch? It, is it entertaining to you? If you were to watch it back, would you be like, this is so boring or this is really awesome? You know, so that consistency is huge. And strategy wise, it was just a matter of her doing what she enjoyed and staying interactive with her viewers. You know, it's it's still to this day we spend at least eight to nine hours per week responding to comments, wow. reading viewer content, uh, you know, answering questions, still engaging directly with our viewers. And it's hard when you kind of think of it, you know, two million people that we reach out to. Um, 1.6 million just on YouTube alone, it's really difficult to do. But it's important because at the end of the day, the viewer watches you because they feel like they have a personal connection with you. And that's why they trust you. They, they get rapport with you because they feel like they have that connection. So, you know, building that community and staying engaged with your community is super important. And that was that's one of the biggest strategies that we've had. And because of that, we have uh, viewers that comment every now and then, I've been watching you since seven years ago when you first got started and you know for us that's been super important i mean there's other like little granular things like seo and tagging and collaborations and stuff but the most important part really is to build that community and to put up consistent content over time it wasn't you know the youtube channel wasn't built in a day like they say rome wasn't built in a day it took many years of hard work and a lot of effort you know, even to this day, we're putting in into a channel between uh, Anna and myself at least seventy to eighty hours a week into it. Wow! You know, so it's 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 a lot of work for sure, and it's definitely gratifying. The reward is there, but you know, it's it's definitely been uh, it's been a lot of work and a big investment of time and effort. It's worth it. You know, I'm so glad that you you made that point and you stated that you guys still put seventy to eighty hours a week, and it's a lot of work because. You know, you're right. A lot of times uh, with podcasting and YouTube videos, you'll put one video, two, three videos, and then you don't see the results and then you just give up. But, you know, you are running a successful YouTube channel, but you just said yourself, we are putting in 70 to 80 hours a week. You know, it's a beast and it's a lot of work. And I think that sometimes, you know, you know, our viewers, myself, other entrepreneurs, we need to continuously hear that. Yes, it is a lot of work. It's not just going to come overnight. And even when you do get it, you still have to maintain it. So it still takes work to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we have, you know, we've hired employees and we have virtual assistants to help us with certain aspects of the business, but there's still certain things that are important that we need to do uh, personally, like that personal connection to responding to our, to our audience and everything. It's important, but I mean, it's not like, it's not like a slog where you're sitting in a cubicle for 40 hours a week and you're just waiting to clock out. It's, it's not like that at all. I mean, we enjoy it uh, completely, you know, and the fact that we're able to do things like go on vacation and share our experience with their viewers and, 
and, and basically make our lives into an experience our viewers can enjoy makes it really cool. You know, a lot of our viewers have seen our son Vincent through the years. They're always like, oh, when's he going to be in the next video? And, you know, it's like it's it, you could kind of say it's work, but it's I don't really know if I could really classify it as work. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the main keys of building something that's successful and maintaining your happiness is finding a passion that you just love to do that doesn't feel like you're constantly grinding. Right. Agreed. So for those of us that are kind of listening and are either building a YouTube channel or on the verge of building it, what are some other tips I think that you can give us? I know you mentioned, of course, be consistent, you know, put out the content on a, on a regular basis be active with your viewers, make sure that you're getting them engaged. What are some of the kind of nuts and bolts things that you can just give us a few tips on? I know you kind of, you mentioned SEO and tags and that kind of thing that will help optimize, you know, getting a YouTube channel up and running. Uh, When it comes to like, I guess, granular strategy, the biggest thing to kind of consider is YouTube is becoming the new TV for the new generation. Um, Like, like folks like my son, he's 13. He, never watches TV. Like when he was little, he would watch cartoons, but now that he's 13, he never watches TV. All his content is consumed through his phone, through Instagram, through YouTube, through Snapchat. That's the kind of content that young generations are looking for. And so when you kind of think of it, they still want scheduling like a TV show. You know, when you turn on your TV on Sunday nights and you want to watch Game of Thrones, you better hope that Game of Thrones is on because if it's not, you're going to be pissed. <laughs> That's right. So same thing with YouTube, right? It, once you start getting consistent, once you start building your audience, your audience is going to expect to see you at a particular day, particular time every single week. Because if not, you'll just get – you'll just disappear within the rest of the rest of social media. So set a particular upload schedule, set a particular publishing schedule, and stick to it. Think like a TV show, just like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. Um, The next thing is what I like to do is we like to kind of like research what our audience is watching and what they're enjoying. So there's different tools out there. Uh, There's one website that we use a lot called Tubular Labs. It's a startup, um, a couple friends of us of our startup in San Francisco. Tubular Labs will allow you to research your audience and see what they're watching, what other videos they're watching, what other kind of content they're watching, what other creators are watching, and it can give you some insight into what's affecting them. Because at the end of the day, when you're building content, you're building content that not that people want, but what they need, right? Right. Because if you build stuff that people want, you'll never be happy because you always feel like you're satisfying somebody else's somebody else's wants. But if you build what they need, a lot of people don't realize what they need. A lot of people these days, are, they really need uh, you know, lifestyle skills or organizational skills or how to adult, you know, how to grow up, how to be more independent, how to organize. But you know, a lot of them want entertainment. So do some research into what your audience is watching, what the trends are. And you could even use like, as simple as doing a search on YouTube when you type in in the search bar – how to, and you see what pops up, you know, you let it do the autocomplete or you see the little one that pops up, like other search terms that are similar to it. It will kind of give you an idea of what people are searching for. And it might give you some clues on some topics that you want to be able to uh, produce videos for. But at the end of the day, when it comes to making videos, don't make videos because it's trending. Don't make videos because you think it's going to be popular. Make videos because you genuinely enjoy it. You genuinely enjoy the topic. 
because people will see through any type of facade of fakeness or you're trying to force yourself to enjoy um, Hunger Games, for example, and you don't really enjoy the movie The Hunger Games or, or something like that. You know, just be genuine, be honest, true. And at the end of the day, your audience will recognize you for who you are and see who for who you are. You can't please everybody. Right. If you want to please everybody, open an ice cream shop, you know, sell ice cream. That's it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So how do we, that's all um, great information. Thank you so much for that, Eric. How do we kind of push through the flood of information that's out there on social media that's kind of getting in the way of maybe the great content. And I think that the first thing that I could think about is, you know, when I go on Facebook, for example, I constantly see random posts that are just kind of throwaway posts. Um, but I do see people responding to them, but don't really have much information or, you know, just like, Hey, tell me how you're doing today. Um, how do we push through that kind of information and be seen through all of this like overload of stuff that's just constantly being uploaded? You know, that's 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 a really good question. And it's a huge challenge, especially as all these social platforms are working on ways to monetize. And they're I mean, obviously they want to make they want to make money off the, the free platforms they've been providing to us. And the only way to monetize is by forcing us to try to pay for increasing our reach. I mean, see it on Facebook, you know, two, three years ago, when you put up a post, your entire audience would see it. Now you put up a post, maybe 5% of your audience would see it. Mm. Right. And same thing with Instagram. Instagram has recently changed too, where before we would put up, uh, you know, a picture, we have eight to 9,000 likes within a couple of hours. Wow. Now we'd be lucky if we get like two to 3000. And again, it's because Instagram, they want to monetize the audience. They're like, okay, well, if they're used to getting this and they're only getting this, they're probably going to start paying to push posts, you know. So there, that that is a really good question, and a lot of people they think that they could by creating volume, uh, volume with throwaway posts and putting you know just junk out there, because I guess the name of the game is the quantity beats the quality. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to build value for your audience. You want to build you know a quality audience. You don't want to build something that's based on quantity. Because you'll just be known as the quantity guy, as the person who just puts up crappy posts and you might want to take a peek at every now and then to see what he's up to. So I would still focus a lot on quality of posting um, and not create those throwaway posts. Consider trying to find ways or incentives to have other people share your, uh, share your post or share your story. And that really comes down to the quality of the content, you know, how heartfelt it is, how engaging it is. We're testing out a campaign right now with one of my social media clients with regards to um, a, a cause that we're getting behind called uh, the Challenge Athletes Foundation, or CAF. Mm. And the whole idea behind it is we're, we're testing if we can get people to share based on you know heartfelt video and content. And so we just rolled it out today. So we'll see how that works. But I personally feel like if you have really good quality content, if you have something that people can engage with emotionally on an emotional level, then it will it will get out there. It will spread. People will share it. People will talk about it. But if you just give throwaway content that people don't really bond with or just like really facade on the face type of questions, eventually your voice isn't going to be heard anymore because people will just be too used to seeing that same question over and over. You know, it's, it's like if you keep eating, uh, if you keep eating spaghetti and meatballs every single day for your, for the next year, 
you know, by the end of the year, it's going to be tasteless to you. It's going to be boring. You're not going to really want it anymore. Right. But if you're eating something different all the time that engages with your taste buds and you're like, holy crap, this is awesome. I tell everybody about it. You're going to engage not just you as that viewer or that uh, person who's eating it, but everybody else that you would share too. Right. So that's, you know, something to kind of consider. Right. No, that's a great consideration. I'm glad you said that because I know definitely Rise Up For You is, you know, getting into the video world and we're, we're a little bit late in the game. But when I watch some stuff on, you know, on social media, I think to myself, I don't know if I can do that kind of stuff. That's what I, what I just say is noise, you know, like, how are you today? And just like random things that don't really provide value. Um, but I'm glad that you mentioned all of that. Thank you. Eric, it's been an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to jump into our power section. Can you tell us okay. can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend? Oh man, there's there's a lot of books. There's there's a lot of them. So I'm gonna just pull up my audible list and there's two that I that I read, so I won't give you one. There's two that I really enjoyed. Um, that we've had a chance to read and also listen to the first one is how to fail at almost everything and still succeed big or still win big by Scott Adams. He was the artist that did Dilbert. And one that we just finished up recently was the war of art. And that one's a pretty popular one. And both of them are mind blowing to me and also to Anne. And we just really enjoyed both of them. Just the, the takeaways from them are just fantastic. Wonderful. And what's the number one accomplishment that you've achieved so far in your life? The one thing that I, you're you know, proud for of. me, my biggest accomplishment is for sure raising an awesome kid. I got a 13 year old boy. He's pretty well grounded. You know, he, he enjoys what he does and very creative. You know, I think that's probably my shine, <laughs> my shining moment or my biggest accomplishment to be able to to raise someone from a little human to almost a teenager now. And um, you know, I've had share of mistakes and things I wish I could go back on, but overall it's been a pretty, pretty good experience. And are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life? Either a daily routine, maybe something you do every morning. That's a good question. Uh, routine wise, it's not something I do every day, but I do make sure I work out at least an hour, um, at least an hour every other day or so. Okay. And working out really is kind of like my meditation. It's, I'm, I'm in the gym three days a week or I'm on my bike the other three days a week. And it's kind of like my meditation. You know, you just drown out all the noise of all the crap, the emails that are building up, the issues you got in the office or with clients or whatever, and you just sweat it out. And when you finish up, you feel refreshed and you're ready to get back to work again. And is there anything we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with us? Our, the last golden nugget. Well, I mean, since we're on the topic of YouTube, the biggest one is a lot of folks that want to start a YouTube channel, but you have to make sure you're in it for the right intent. If you're looking to start a YouTube channel to make money, you're not starting a YouTube channel for the right intent. Um, let's face it, you know, just like with a podcast too, it takes a long time to actually start monetizing. So if you immediately start thinking you're going to get rich with a YouTube channel. I would look for a different platform and that's, that's probably the biggest nugget I have. Wonderful. 
Again, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you on the show. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Uh, you could go, you could check out my website if you had any tax questions or accounting questions, or if you just want to just email me or set up a, you know a time to chat about YouTube, social media, taxes, whatever. They can go to dynamic.tax.tax. Uh, that's D-Y-N-A-M-I-C dot T-A-X. Or hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram username is BTS Eric, and you can kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes of what happens in YouTube world and what the YouTube life is all about. Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Eric. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, that is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us today here at the Rise Up For You podcast. Please don't forget to visit our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We have a ton of free resources just for you, webinars, articles, a ton of podcasts, toolkits, and workbooks just to help you get to the next step professionally and personally. We are empowering women globally, and we want you to live your best life. Also, follow us on social media we are on twitter instagram facebook snapchat anywhere there's social media rise up for you is there at rise up for you we look forward to having you join us next time rise up for you be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow